Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Gentry, and you're listening to The Fire in the Madhouse. basically this there was this boxer he was undefeated he was from russia his name was Dadashev, and he's scheduled to go i think it was like 12 rounds in this fight he's in the end of the 11th round and <clears throat> he's not really showing a whole lot of signs of like gassing out he's not showing a whole lot of signs of like fatigue he is getting hit kind of a lot um but he is not really like, it's just kind of hard to read the body because he's just, he's a strong-minded individual. He was extremely dedicated to boxing. He just, there was no sign of him like fatiguing. There was nothing like you, like from from a spectator point of view, I could not tell that he was actually in any kind of pain, okay? And he's 11 rounds of boxing, right? This guy's undefeated, 11 rounds of boxing, He's not throwing in the towel. His his coach, um, his name is Buddy McGirt, um, says, like, please let me call the fight. I'm going to stop the fight. You're getting hit too much. Something doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't like the way that this is looking. If I don't call it, the ref will. Like, please let me just fucking call the fight, throw in the towel, take the loss, you know? And Adeshev was like, no. Like, he just kept shaking his head no. And Buddy McGirt keeps going. He's like, please let me let me call it. And so finally, Buddy McGirt just goes like, fuck it. And he turns around and he goes, done. Like, I'm calling the fight. It's off. And it was weird because there were some commentators that were like, that was a smart choice. There were some people that were like, what the fuck? Like, Dadashev was undefeated. He was, you know, he he wasn't going to lose. And people were like, he might have gotten like a split decision, blah, blah, blah. Um, but what ended up happening was was crazy because what took place after that was like, you know, people were like, Oh, did you, you know, asking buddy McGirt, like, why did you throw the fight? And he was like, I, you know, I just, something's not right. There's something not right about my fighter. I've got to make sure that he's surviving to live another, you know, to fight another fight. Um, this is my responsibility. This was my call. Like I have to do this, you know? So everybody kind of like, you know, the other fighter, I don't even remember the other fighter's name, but the other fighters like celebrating his victory and all this kind of shit. And people are like, you know, hemming and hawing about like, why did buddy throw in the towel and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, <clears throat> Dada Chef gets out of the ring and gets, he can't even get his legs underneath him. Like his legs are, are too wobbly. So they have to physically carry him out of the ring, two guys on one on either side. And they put him on a stretcher. And the moment that he lays down, he starts vomiting, which is never a good sign. It's not, that's not cool, like at all. Um, but he goes to the hospital. People are like, you know, how do you feel? And, you know, talking to Buddy again, you know, how do you feel about this? And he's like, I just want to make sure that my, my fighter is okay. And <clears throat> come to find out, however many hours or a couple of days later it was, Dadashev died he died of fucking brain hemorrhaging. Um, and buddy, his trainer saw that he was just not right. The guy from my point of view, and I saw the fight from my point of view, there was no, um, yeah, he was getting clocked, but he just, he wasn't backing down. He wasn't making anybody chase him around the ring. Um, he was just moving a little bit slower than usual, but the coach, his coach saw that something was just off. 
and he threw in the towel. He was like, we're done. Now I can't imagine what he might be living with now. Like I should have thrown in the fucking, t- you know, thrown in the towel at around nine or eight or, you know, 10 or whatever it was. But Dadashev died. 28 year old kid, 20, 28, 27, 28 kid. He's a fucking kid and he dies. The reason why this is such an important conversation for me lately and and I've had this conversation with so many fucking people is because um, I have taken on a role um, in a new city. I'm now in Denver and I've taken on a role with a, with a new company um, as president of their company. And um, I'm still I still own my salons in Hawaii and I'm you know doing all what I got to do there. I still do, you know, still doing consulting work and all that kind of shit, but I've taken on a new role in this new business and it's been fucking, it's been amazing actually. Like right now I'm like in my, you know, my guest room, I've got Maddie with me here. Who's allowing me to have some biofeedback because she's never heard me talk about this shit before. And she works on the team as well. Um, but I'm in this new city and this new surroundings and I'm kind of watching how people have been with their dynamics and their, and their relationship with each other in the salon and then within the business. And um, I had this really interesting conversation with somebody that was in upper management about somebody else that was also in upper management. And um, in that conversation, they said, yeah, you know, I'm aware that so-and-so lost their way, right? I'm aware that they're a little bit lost right now and they just need a little bit of extra, you know, love and attention and some help, you know? And I was like, I was like, yeah, but that's actually really irresponsible. It's, it's actually, that's actually the worst thing that you could possibly do because what was happening was, is this, this manager, um, the one that lost her way, this manager was getting the shit kicked out of her on a daily basis. This manager was like, people were feeling disappointed. People were feeling like, like she wasn't there to support them as a manager. It was like, it was just like, she was just getting the shit kicked out of her. Right. She's in the ring and, and nobody is, it has, nobody's in her fucking corner basically. Right. Nobody is backing her up while she's fighting. So she's getting punched by all of her supervisors and she's also getting fucking punched by all of her, you know, all the people that she's, you know, supposed to be managing and overseeing. And I I guess why this is such an interesting conversation for me, the, the conversation about Dada Shav with Buddy McGirt calling it, calling the fight and saying like, no, we're not, you know, we're not going to do this. We're going to throw in the towel is exactly what should be happening for a lot of people where we put them in the wrong fucking position to get the shit kicked out of them on a daily basis. And then they're wondering why their, their morale of the team might be down or the morale of, um, the, the management might be down or whatever it may be because we've put people in a position to get the shit kicked out of them that they're not equipped to handle. Right. My, my argument was this was if you knew that she had lost her way, if you knew that she was lost and that she didn't really know how to manage or she didn't really know how to lead, you should have taken her out of the ring. You should have taken her out of that position at that time, given her more training so she could fight a better fight at a later date. Got it. Like that to me is what the responsible thing should be. So for me as a mentor or as a coach or as a leader, my job is to make sure that I'm putting people in the right roles for them to actually thrive. And if I see that they're getting the shit kicked out of them to have the conversation to go, Hey, this might not be great for you right now. This might right now, 
And that's the key part. Like if this is something you're really wanting to do, like I have a lot of people that tell me that they want to be educators. Great. It might not be the right role for you now, but it can be for you in the future if you have the proper training. I want to be in management. Great. That might be really good for you in the future, but it might be a fucking big mistake right now because you'll get the shit kicked out of you and then you'll never want to fight that fight ever again. And this goes like, I have family members that I have like, I have one specific person right now that I'm thinking about. I have a family member that's in a really tough situation. And the idea for me was just that to go, you need to throw up, you need to throw in the towel. This isn't about giving up. This is about fighting another day. This is about fighting your fight, not fighting somebody else's fight. This is about knowing your place and knowing your weight class and where you need to be and then fighting the fight that you need to be fighting for yourself, not somebody else's fight. And so I've ha- I have a family member right now where it's like, I love you so much and I want to help you so much, but the only thing that I can do is just to be a fucking mirror and to go, you're out of your fucking weight class. You're, you're going to get you're going to get annihilated in this ring. This is not your fight. Pick a different fucking fight. This happens in personal relationships and this also happens in professional relationships. And I think that it's one of those things that as a friend or as a mentor or as a coach, as a, as a salon owner, whatever it is, or a business owner, any kind of, any kind of role that you have people say there, well, it's not my place because I'm not in management or it's not my place because I'm not an owner or it's not my place because that's not my relationship or whatever it is. It's like, no, 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 no. You as a friend have a moral obligation to protect those that you love. You have a moral obligation to protect those that can't protect themselves necessarily either. And if you see something that somebody is like out of whack or this isn't their fight or it's just not like they're not going to win in this specific situation, it is our responsibility to make sure that we're actually having those uncomfortable conversations with them to make sure that they know, hey, look, you've got it in you. You've got all the fucking stamina. You've got all the fucking, you know, the, the, the gumption and the willpower to do amazing things. But maybe this isn't the fucking ring that you need to be in right now. Maybe you need to be in a different fight at a later date with more training, more experience, more um, self-awareness, more um, life experiences. Maybe that's where you need to be. But it is our moral obligation to do that for people, even when we feel like it's not our place. Because in my experience, every single time that I've allowed somebody to be in a fucking, I don't know, a dead end job or a dead end relationship or a dead end fucking you know, career path or a dead end dream or whatever it is. It's like you might want to take a step back and and really focus on self-awareness to an extent that um, you can fight your fight at a later date. You can actually become the undefeated champion of your world if you have people and you surround yourself with people that are willing to call you out and call bullshit and say, hey, you're getting the shit kicked out of you. That to me is what it means to be a true leader. That to me is what it means to be a true friend to somebody a true partner, a true spouse is, Hey, I think you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. You might be wrong. Who knows? Maybe Dadashev in the 12th round could have landed some lucky fucking punch, but whatever was happening in his own brain by the 11th round was already fucking causing its damage for his future. Got it. And so for us, it's an, it's imperative that for those of us that have the insight, which we all do to some extent to have the insight of where we're seeing Um, people suffering where we're seeing people hurting, where we're seeing people with a lot of self doubt, where we're seeing people with a lot of um, 
fear about taking new chances or we're seeing people that have a lot of fear about following their dreams or, um, or even just, just living their life. (laughs) Like just, can I do a podcast? Like, I don't fucking know, but if I don't try and if I don't have people that are willing to give me that, that feedback, that help and that support, I'll never really know. Right. And so I think that um, if I can, you know, give one piece of advice to anybody that's listening at this point is don't be afraid to have the uncomfortable conversations with those people that you love or those people that you see potential in. Don't be afraid to have the uncomfortable conversation of go fix this so you can have your dream. Go retire this idea of who you think you are. Stop this fight that you're having with yourself so you can become who you were meant to become. Fight another fight and another day that's actually going to feed your heart and your soul and your life and your future. Don't fight somebody else's fight because they expect you to fight their fight. Got it? I think that's, I, I, I think that's it. What's up? What are you going to say? So basically it's holding each other and yourself accountable for your well-being. Absolutely. It's so what, if you can't hear Maddie, what she just said is basically holding yourself and those around you accountable. And that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes we can't hold ourselves accountable because we can't see. We're blindsided by what we're used to. Yeah, exactly correct. We have a tendency to sometimes be too close to the picture. It's like, I used to give this analogy. It's like, imagine if you put your nose on a canvas of a painting, you're only going to see whatever specks you see right in front of your eye. But if you take a step back, you're going to see more of the picture. If you take two steps back, you're going to see even more of the picture. If you take 10 steps back and you can see the entire thing, that's what I mean by this is sometimes we, as people, we get so trapped in this idea of who we are supposed to be and like what we're, how we're supposed to behave or how we're supposed to look or act or feel or, you know, whatever it is. And to think, and we're too close to the fucking picture to really take a look at what we were meant to become the big picture of our lives. And sometimes it takes somebody grabbing you by the fucking hair or by the hand or by the shoulder and go step back and take a bigger look at what's really going on here. And I, I think that that would honestly, if you can surround yourself with people that are willing to have that uncomfortable conversation with you, if you're willing to surround yourself with people that are willing to like tell you the uncomfortable shit, those are the people that are going to save your life. Those are the people that are going to allow you to fight another fight at at your fight at a later date. And that's what this is really about. Fight your fight, live your life, like love the way that you love, be devoted to the way that you're devoted, be you, right? And surround yourself with people that are going to allow you to be you. Surround yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable to what you say you want to become because those people will save your lives. Those are your leaders and your coaches and your mentors. Whether or not they're above you or below you in some fucking organizational chart is completely irrelevant. Completely. It's the people that you just want to surround yourself with that are going to influence the way that you feel about yourself and about your life. And that to me is why it's such an important thing in business, especially that you've heard me talking a lot about cultural development and teamwork and all that kind of shit. It's extremely important for me that those things are non-negotiables because at that point we're holding each other accountable to the vision of the future, our potential, right? We're going to fight our fight in our ring with our, with our coaches, right? And, and ultimately the, the biggest fight that there really is, is with our own internal dialogue. And so if you have people that are talking to your heart, talking to your soul, talking to your potential self, talking to your free self, 
those are the people you want to surround yourself forever. Hey guys, thank you again so much for listening. I really hope you got some value from today's uh, podcast. If you could, please do your best to share this with a couple of friends of yours, post it on social media, just get the word out there. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you could follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, head up my website, gentrypetzel.com. Send me an email. Give me some feedback. Let me know what the fuck I need to address. Let me know other questions that you guys have, any feedback, any comments, concerns. I'd love to hear from you guys. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.